The innovation divas really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with their audience. Meet Melinda Knight, businesswoman, inventor, expert social media, and celebrity gifting guru, and her co-host, Deanna Cohen, who has been inventing products, businesses, marketing contests, and events for over 20 years. The Innovation Divas not only host this fantastic show, they also run the only network award program and events for women inventors. If you need the connections to buyers, the media, or companies that can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. Now here to share the who, what, and why of inventing, your innovation divas, Melinda Knight and Diana Cohen. So we are trying something new today. Hey, Melinda. This is so nice. We are recording not only our voices, which, you know, they talk about having a face for radio, but we're also recording our faces. So we actually had to uh, look so, look at Melinda. She looks so pretty. I have makeup on. I know. And your hair I got, so I got dressed. Normally, I'm in my bathrobe <laughs> <laughs> or pajamas. So, isn't that amazing that we can run this radio show for all these years and still be in our pajamas? Yeah. What a great thing. Or nothing. And, uh-oh. Don't, you know, don't go there. This is for PG audiences only. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So who are you again? We haven't done a big introductory. I am Melinda Knight, and I am co-founder of Inventors Network. And who are you? Deanna Cohen, and I co-founded it with you as well. Mm-hmm. So this is, a, this is a big day for us, although we're waiting for a guest. But in case she doesn't come on... We're going to just probably talk up something that's just launched with our network. Just as exciting. Even though our guest is exciting, what we have going on is just as exciting. And you know what? Since we're the the audience can't see this right now, but they will later. We actually have our amazing producer here, Eric Anderson. He's he's help always makes us sound great. So uh, so hi, Eric. He was so kind to put his face on because it was then just going to be blank. Or have this strange one of those uh, avatars that doesn't show up. So it's nice to have his face on here too, because he's a big part of our show. So right, and, and he does love the fact that our show is about inventors and great products. He's always saying how he has to go out and buy something from um, one of our guests. But today's a big day, Eric. Actually, we'll, we'll actually talk to you as well because we have just launched the first ever virtual juvenile trade show. I mean, this is like we should have bells and whistles going off in the background. Do you have any sound effects? <laughs> I'll have to see what I've got. <laughs> so, Melinda, you want to share a little bit more about how the iKids show works? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, so right now we are have having the registration open for iKids show, and the whole concept behind iKids show is we're making things convenient for the inventor and the buyers. So, you know, we hear with the inventor some of the struggles and, you know, trade shows are great. And we always hear really positive things about every trade show that we partner with. And, you know, there's so many that really a a list of trade shows that we highly recommend, but it's expensive and it's tough to do multiple trade shows all year long. And it's tough to travel. And a lot of these inventors are moms and they have thoughts to juggle and, and uh, there's dads too. And, and, husbands and you know all types but 
but we wanted to make it convenient and, and cost effective so they could still afford the big shows too, but get in front of the buyers. So I Kid Show is going to be on May 4th and 5th, and basically at the comfort of your own home, you log in, you can connect through our social lounge, you can connect through Skype, you can um, meet the buyers directly, they can you know Skype with you, video with you, so you can showcase your products during the the May 4th through 5th time. And, and the times are, is it 9 to 5 central time, Diana? Is it the I, I kind of 8.30 to 5.30? Oh, oh, you're hardcore. You're hardcore. So 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> Traditional trade shows yes, 9 yes. to 5. So we're trying to, you know, get the entire country, yes. you know, into that. It's a harder time when you're working across the country. And even in Canada, there will be some inventors and buyers from Canada, too. Yeah. So that will be yeah. really really cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I had a call yesterday, just as an example, of an inventor who said he goes for 20, not 20, excuse me, five trade shows a year. And he said, you know, this is such an amazing concept and something that is so needed in our industry. And, and so we have always felt that. Our inventor community has always asked for it. And now we're able to deliver it at a low cost as we use in our tagline. It's less than a plane ticket to be a part of this incredible trade show. And, and it's, as Melinda said, it's not to replace, um, you know, big trade shows because there is something, you know, about those. But some people can't afford it quite yet. So the goal is to, to give them an entree into the meeting of the retail buyers and giving them the chance to start selling their product and really um, seeing how the retail process goes. Yeah, it's great for testing the waters. And a lot of the, you know, inventors who have new products that, you know, they're out there really wanted to reach the buyers and, you know, they haven't done it. But we also have a fabulous checklist on the site that says, because we do have to have, for the buyer's sake, we do have to have you at a certain level to be prepared. Do you want to go over some of the things that are on that checklist, Diana? That's a great idea, Melinda. You know, one of the things that buyers look for is that they look for um, true um, retail-ready products. And what does that actually mean? So a product that is retail-ready obviously has to be or should be protected. So whether you have um, you know, a design patent or a utility patent or a provisional patent, really protect your product and make sure that that piece is, is solidified or in the works. Um, the other thing, too, is to make sure that um, you have enough inventory and you're ready to be able to deliver on the products that these would if you know, wouldn't it be cool if Target said to you, hey, you know, inventorabc.com, you know, that you need to really have 10,000 units ready to ship. I mean, you would be thrilled for that. Mm -hmm. So inventory is an important piece. And then obviously to have, um, you know, some sort of liability insurance, especially in the juvenile industry, you want to really also do a, a big piece of, oh, there's Tamara. You want to pull her oh, in? Oh, yeah. Yay. Okay. All right. So, Do you want to so, announce her and I'll get her yeah, in? Yeah. You know what? Let's let's just finish up the whole okay. concept of, of, of this real quick. 
The more information that you want to find out about the iKids show is at inventors with a Z network.com. Everything is there for you to sign up and get ready and signed up. So we're excited to see who from our radio show is, is signing up today. So awesome. But in the meantime, we're so honored and thrilled to have Tamara Kleinberg. She is the creator of The Shook, and she's going to, we're going to get her on. Let's see if this works. All right. Thank goodness for technology. It's calling her. It's calling her. It's calling her. Now, Melinda, on my screen, I see myself down at the bottom. But do you see me in the? I'm at the bottom uh, as I'm calling you guys. So on your end, um, I guess it's whatever you see on your end is what's being captured. All right, so we're going to have to upgrade me then for next time. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow are you there? I'm here. Can you guys – oh, let me turn on my – sorry, my yeah. video is off. Hold on. Okay. okay. Am I here? Uh, okay. You're coming in. You're streaming. You're streaming. Woo. And it's thinking, and it's thinking. There oh, you are. Yay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining our show today. This is wonderful to have you. I mean, as, as women entrepreneurs, there's not that many of us in the inventor space, and Tamara and I have talked about that. So we, we really are like-minded in a lot of ways, but what you do is something a little different to support the inventors. So first of all, let's give a little background to um, what, how you got here. I mean, you, you come from a, a pretty impressive uh, resume. Oh, thanks. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. So, um, you know, I spent 20 years launching products and innovation innovation for Fortune 500s and doing a lot of new product development and then helping launch those out into the marketplace. And throughout that time, I launched a lot of uh, businesses of my own, some wildly successful and some total bombs, but great lessons all along the way. Um, And then uh, most recently, I am the founder of something called The Shook, and this is where I think kind of all the knowledge and expertise and experience came together. And The Shook is the testing ground for the world's coolest new ideas. So we launch inventions and products out into the hands of early adopters, testers all around the globe uh, for inventors, and we get them exposure and insights. And, you know, Dana, we talked a little bit about this last time. One of the challenges as an inventor is getting your product out into the hands of people and getting the feedback and reviews and insights so that you can move your business idea to the next level. So that's what I do. And, um, you know, I'm in magazines and on TV regularly. I love being able to showcase all the inventions I get a hold of. It's so exciting. And, uh, in fact, I'll just share a win. On Friday, I was in Inc. Magazine, which was very exciting. Um, and it got the Shook a lot of exposure and a lot more testers and early adopters in our community, which is great. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, We do have to take a break in about two minutes. So um, your history and your background obviously gave you the the desire to create this this website. What is it about that that piece, and again, we have a a break in about a minute and a half, that that inspires you every day? Um, You know, so what keeps me up at night and what gets me up early in the morning is this idea of the shook being the rising tide that elevates all entrepreneurial boats. I think entrepreneurs and inventors are the engine of our economy. I think they are the great hope and the most amazing thing um, in, in our communities. They help elevate communities, I think. So for me, this is kind of a 
a global win because I'm not just kind of building the shoot, but I get to bring all these amazing people along with me for the ride. And that's kind of what keeps me excited about the whole thing. That's wonderful. And, and do you find that your, your community that wraps around you is a community of people that um, they're independent consumers or are they more industry people? Um, so I, it's a combination. We have kind of two levels to our business, but if I looked at kind of who our testers are, that's really, they're early adopters, right? They're people, they're consumers. They're people who love to try out new products, who, who appreciate being able to give impact directly to the inventor too. So our community not just buys stuff, but they also tell you, hey, uh, Melinda, here's what I liked about it. Here's what I do different. Hey, hey you know, we're, we're actually about ready to go to break, and this is so exciting. So we're, we're going to have to listen to our sponsors real quick, and then we will be right back. And you will stay on Skype, though, okay. so we can still chat in between. Cool. So, But we'll bring you back to cover that important subject. So as soon as we go to break. Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Vilasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tokenet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. 
If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on TogiNet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. We used to dance a lot, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, but they couldn't see us. <laughs> now, if you go onto our YouTube channel, you'll be able to see us a little bit later. So we'll be posting this interview. So check so it out. Before we went to break, Tamara was talking about um, the early adapt. You call them early adopters or adapter? What, what Adop- so it's the people, they're consumers in our community. So they're, they're great because they're the ones that are interested in trying out your product. And I think more importantly, on the back end, they are excited to make an impact and give the inventor their ideas and their feedback. And, you know, the inventors are in our community will tell you that oftentimes their next product, you know, their next generation product or kind of ideas for distribution came out of that feedback that they got from our community. So it kind of works both ways for everybody. You would ask if there was industry people in it. We have a referral program and community. We want all of our inventors to go to the next level, but for the ones you know, that it's right, we try to connect them with as many opportunities as possible. And so how, how do you work with the inventors who, you know, do want to get their products um, tested and they want to have, you know, the feedback and, and they don't mind getting out to a few people, but do you encourage them? How, what do you do about protection and, and making sure that they're protected in the process? Yeah, so, you know, we have, we have contracts and agreements, obviously, but part of that is, a little paragraph that talks about making sure that your IP is protected before you come onto the shoe. Now, here's what I will tell you, and it's, it's kind of what I wrote in the Inc. article. I'm a big fan of patents and trademarks. I think you need to protect your stuff. Yeah. But I think that there's a bigger part of that on the back end, which is creating a product and a business that's defendable. So can you distribute your product in a way that your competitors don't? Can you deliver your product in a way that your competitors don't? I'll give you a kind of a quick example. There's this, uh, I'm in Denver, and there is this amazing uh, urban winery here. And one of the, called Infinite Monkey. And one of the things that they do is they distribute their wine in cans. So kind of like a soda can looking. And it's great. Now, I know that the wine aficionados out there are like, oh, my God, you can't breathe. That's horrible. <laughs> but here's the question I would have back. How many of their competitors can ship their manufacturing to put their wine in cans? It's hard. So they've got this whole open space and this whole new distribution channel and kind of they own that space in their customers' minds because they're doing it differently. So on the front end, when we're working with inventors, we say to them, hey, you need to have it protected, right? It's important that you do that. But on the back end, we also say to them, hey, make sure you're delivering and creating a business model that's going to defend you from your competitors as well, because that's just as important. And, you know, the thing that no inventor wants to hear this, the truth is, I'll see your idea and it might be amazing, but I'll probably see another idea come across my desk that's similar because someone else out there has a similar idea. It's really hard for inventors to, you know, and it's true. We see it all the time that, you know, it's their baby and they think they're the first one to market. They're the only, nobody's thought of this idea. It's the best. And we see it a lot. How about it? How about at the Houseware Show, in the inventor's corner alone, which was about 60 inventors, there were two considerably similar competitors right in the inventor's corner. I mean, and they were upset, but the truth was, as you know, as you're saying, Tamara, is many times it's also who's, who's able to market themselves effectively and get first to market, because there is tweaking of patents and the the log of the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office 
they're backlogged is so long that some people get eager to get their product to market. And, and many times it's, it's a smart way to go, you know, get it out there, see what people say. And what your website is doing is really getting the pulse of what consumers are, yeah. are thinking about. And, so, and if they get the patent prior and there's changes and tweaks based on customer feedback or, or people, you know, testers that may you know, really infringe on that, you know, really change, they may need to refile and it costs a lot of money. So there's a lot of, you know, tossing of what's right for you. We'll we'll have inventors that actually, we have a VIP testing ground, which works a little bit differently, but we can get products or concepts out into the hands of our community. And we did that recently with a multi-tool. And what he discovered was that the features, the tools that he wanted to add to his invention weren't the ones the customers wanted. And there were a couple other, you know, kind of big learnings that came out of it. So he's going back and completely retooling what he's doing, kind of to your point, Melinda. So sometimes, and Deanna, what you're saying, sometimes it's a matter of you may not be fully protected, but you got to get it out there and you got to get that feedback. So it's a balancing act. But again, I think a patent and trademark is one element of being defendable all the way around. Yeah. So. It's it's that well-rounded business plan, you know, element that you need to have. Sometimes it's not the thing you jump to first. That's right. So, Absolutely so right. Yeah, we've learned and a lot so, over the years. So a- after your website, you know, and you do this this testing ground and you get the votes and some get the thumbs up and the, some yeah. get the thumbs down. And, and after that, what do you do to support those inventors that get the thumbs up and the ones that the, yeah. get the thumbs down? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll just kind of back up and talk about the process so people know what you and I are talking about when we say thumbs up and thumbs down. So at the beginning of every month, we put a vote out to our community for about five or six products to say, which one should we move forward with? Thumbs up. Which ones are you interested in? Thumbs up. And which one should not be moved forward for whatever reason? You're indifferent to them. That's a thumbs down. So the ones that get a thumbs down, we'll start with them. So disappointed. I'm always bummed. And I never know what the community is going to vote on. So I'm always kind of surprised to see when the votes start coming in. But, you know, to get to that place, you're getting thousands of eyeballs on your product um, and exposure. And you're getting really important feedback. Because if you're getting all thumbs down and, you know, all you've got is your product and your description, kind of like on a store shelf, right? Or You're, even on you're saving them money. You're saving them money. You know, hey, maybe people don't want this or maybe at least out in this current state. So don't keep investing until you make the tweaks. That's right. So for for. them, we still do a testing ground video. So we always do a review. I always do the review videos. And that's going on a, a YouTube page where we're pulling them all together. But they've gotten the exposure. So that's nice. And then we'll usually send them an email saying, here are some suggested changes based on kind of what we're seeing. Because I want them to succeed. There was a reason why we accepted even having them to begin with. And we want all of them to succeed. So, so that's for them. For the thumbs up, they move on to a feature campaign. So we do an invention of the week. 72 hours. We sell your product to our shoot community, our testers, early adopters. They, over the 72 hours, they buy it, then they use it, they kick the tires around, and then they have about three weeks to give feedback. So they, all of this gets pulled onto their product page. And then what we do at the end is actually an interview with them on our podcast, the Innovation Roundtable, because we want to get them some marketing exposure as well, where we go over the feedback. What did they do? What did they hear from the um, testers? What are they going to change moving forward? And then we also give them kind of like a little mini report to say, based on this feedback, Here's what we think you should consider doing, changing, adding to your business model. You know, I have 20 years, 20 plus years of market research. So I want to bring some of those insights to them as well so that they understand how to read the feedback. Wow. 
Wow. A, isn't that impressive? I know. Yeah, it cool. is. <laughs> Especially for our community because we feel, a di you know, you're fulfilling a, a, or filling a void yeah. in the community and we're filling a void in our community, you know. So it's all, it's nice to find each other and be able to share it with both of our communities and, and the different elements that we're providing. So I think uh, the shoe community, the inventor side of our community really needs to know about what you're doing because they need those resources and they mm -hmm. need that access to those expertise. Yeah. And I think as all of us know, since we've been in this business a while, you know, part of the challenge with being an inventor is you're, you're solo, you're out there and your neighbors aren't inventors. So you're trying to figure it out on your own mm -hmm. and there's really no need. You need to get help and you need to kind of get those shortcuts to that access and those expertise, which I think is what you guys provide. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it you. is a lonely world. It's a yeah. great fan. It's a fantastic, you know, to be an inventor, but it is a lonely place because people don't understand. Your friends yeah. don't understand. Your family's like, you're, what, you, why are you investing all this money? Yeah, yeah, we hear that a lot. <laughs> so I do a lot of keynote speaking on innovation, entrepreneurship, but it's only, it's marketing for my business really at the end of the day. But my, that's my dad, what I do, he'll tell you I'm a motivational speaker. So <laughs> we won't tell him, we won't yeah. tell him. You're really supporting me. Not really. Actually, I'm in the inventor space, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been so lovely. Our show, actually, we have to move on in a few seconds to our next guest after our next break. But in, in, in the ending of our little segment here, what would you say to an up-and-coming inventor? What inspiration? You said you're a motivational speaker. So what yeah. would you say to Gosh. someone who's just starting off? Such pressure, I know. Sorry. <laughs> you get into my speaking mode. Hold on. <laughs> you know what? I would say this. My main piece of advice to anyone who comes to me and says, I have an idea is get it out of your head and make a prototype and get some feedback. I don't care if it's duct tape and scented markers, gives people something that they can touch and feel and experience. I don't care if it's a service or a product, get it out into the hands of people and start getting feedback. And I think that the kind of second level to that is get into the mode of being a tweaker. You are always, Melinda, you kind of hinted at this earlier, you're always editing and evolving and changing. So know that what you start with and what you end with are not going to be the same, but you got to get it out there and get it into some duct tape for people to even to be able to experience what you're trying to, what you're trying to get out there into the world. That's a great bit of advice. You know, it really is. Um, and I, and I saw that you did get your page up in our expert pavilion. So we're excited to have you there. Thank you. Yay. And, and of course, by all means, if you have anyone that you think, um, would love to take advantage. You know, we are pushing out the iKids show. I don't know you, if you heard us talking about that before you got on, but um, it is um, moving forward for May 4th and 5th, the first okay. virtual. Good. Yeah, so I anything. There's a lot of mommy adventures out there, and it's, uh, it's hard to get noticed, so that's important. Well, right. it'd, it'd be fun to do a, you know, when you do have a test, like thumbs up, thumbs down, like a quick thing, you know, to do a, if you sent us something, we could, you know, link people to it and have them kind of come in and f have a vote and some excitement and stuff. So oh. think about that. We'll talk. We'll talk. I was it'd be really cool if we did that for all the boot, like all the inventors, and then they could get an idea of how quickly people get their idea. Because mm -hmm. that's really what the vote tells you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It'd right. be fun. Yeah. Yay, more to come then. Yes. All right. Well, we'll thank you talking. again, Samara. And for more, for more information, please visit our show page to get a quick link to her website, okay. theshook.com. All right. right. tomorrow. There will be music. All right. So we, we do have um, a fabulous uh, second guest on, and then we'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. 
and um, he is a sourcing agent oh. for oh, China. And we're, and we're off. There we go. <laughs> Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the Wow Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. Connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on Toginet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Diana Cohen. Well, we are back. We just had kind of a silly, fun ride trying to record not only our audio component of the radio show with our first guest, but also a video component to get ready for our big iKids show happening May 4th and 5th, which is a virtual trade show for the juvenile industry. But now we can make a little shift because we have a guest that really knows, talk about the who, what, and why of invention, Ellie Kaufman, who is a expert in sourcing products overseas. Welcome to the show, Ellie. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. 
So let's talk a little bit about how you got to where you are today and what, what makes this industry something that excites you. Well, I've been doing business over three continents over quite a number of years and uh, um, always in every continent and in every profession, in every field of business, you meet uh, innovators. Uh, some innovators are those who come up with new products. Some innovators are those who improve on products they have. And some of them are innovators who improve on products that some other people have and then take it together to market. Um, being in uh, various industries by profession, I am a uh, heavy-duty construction welding engineer. So coming from that field, uh, doing things new is uh, part of my psyche. Um, getting into the innovators uh, world here in the United States, I started off with uh, when we came to the United States in 1986 um, and uh, got into the wholesale business. And within the wholesale business, so products that we could improve on, uh, we had uh, innovators coming to us with products that they innovated, and we took them uh, to market uh, by producing them in either Thailand or China. Um, the, uh, the, the innovative market is very exciting because I see new products almost on a weekly basis. Uh, having said that, uh, not every product that we see uh, is a product that can go to market or can be manufactured. So I jump from thing to thing, but our role in the market is to uh, teach uh, people what they can do and what they cannot do from our point of view. But the innovators market is such that um, very exciting. Uh, it uh, drew me into it, and in 1995, uh, we decided to sell our wholesale business and deal mainly with people who manufacture or who come up with new ideas that we can guide them and take them to market. So that is uh, my allure or the allure of the uh, innovators market to me. And uh, we're open to uh, most categories uh, in the gift industry, houseware, uh, lawn and garden. Uh, and people come to us with ideas and we then guide them uh, to the final product. You know what? It's amazing that you've been doing it for such a long time. What would you say um, in a recent interaction with an inventor um, what that process looked like in terms of how you supported them to get their product um, priced more effectively for market? Well, it started off, uh, one of the clients we work now with, and we've been working with them for the past three years, is a company, uh, interestingly enough, uh, none of the owners of this company have been in, uh, in the uh, wholesale market or in the consumer product market ever before. Uh, but they're innovators by, I should say, they have an innovator soul. And they came up with an indoor-outdoor um, activity interactive uh, game. I cannot go into all details because uh, obviously it's, uh, I'm not, not uh, uh, allowed to give names and so on, but for privacy I cannot do that. Uh, anyway, they came up with an idea of the game. Uh, it is a pretty complex game because... It is comprised of about five different components. Uh, one component is a fabric component. The other one is a, a fiberglass component. The third one is a plastic component. And the fourth is a paper and packaging uh, full-color component. So uh, they came to us, and we got our heads together and figured out where and what every part should be manufactured. 
some of the parts they wanted to keep uh, because of confidentiality, they wanted to keep them here. Uh, eventually, after the first run of production, they decided that it is safe enough to leave everything in my hands. And uh, for the past three years, we have uh, supplied them. Not only that, but the uh, game has been so popular that we are actually shipping from our factory in China to their client in uh, New South Wales, Australia. So it, it, it's to say that it's exciting would be the understatement of the day. But again, we took it from component to component. We assessed what component will cost and how much and whether it is worthwhile to manufacture it all under one umbrella in one factory or farm it out to a number of factories. And that's what we now do. Uh, we have uh, suppliers who supplies the raw materials. Uh, we assemble the fabric part in one factory with the fiberglass and the other parts are manufactured in an injection molding, uh, then assembled completely in one of our uh, warehouses in mainland China. So that is, uh, they've been doing very well, and they're nice growing. They go to trade shows, and that is their part. What I'm trying to say is my role is to take the project into my hands so our clients can do what's important for business, and that sales and marketing, keeping their margins high, and be successful in business. Fantastic. And so, you know, one of the things that we try to um, educate the inventors, you know, there's always the sides of, you know, manufacturing overseas or keeping it in the U.S. And, and you know, there's benefits to both. And I think U.S. is probably, pers you know, usually a personal goal. But we always try to stay, you know, neutral on our end and provide the facts and, and the information and the benefits to both sides. So what, as an inventor, me say I've you know, the inventor that you're working with, and I'm nervous about, you know, working overseas. Why don't you, can you go into some of the benefits of, you know, why they would want to make that, that choice and, and maybe how, the ways that you protect them when, you know, so it's not maybe as scary a process? So let, let me go to, uh, I don't know if you read in my bio, um, I run a uh, SCORE uh, workshop on importing and sourcing. And one of the things that I emphasize over and over again is if you decide or when you decide to work and manufacture overseas, be it Thailand, be it China, or be it any other country or Mexico, uh, it is crucial that you have what we call feet on the ground and eyes on the ground. Uh, that means that you have a trusted person that is going to take care of your interests and your interests only um, in the process of manufacturing overseas. We do try to do as much work as we can here. Uh, we uh, that specific client and another one that we just acquired about six months ago uh, had a lot of artwork to be done, and we keep that artwork here with designers in the United States. Uh, if there's any prototype work that can be done in the United States, we will keep it here. But if you look at the uh, financials, and having said that you already know that you have a safe person or a safe entity, in the country of manufacture that you depend on, um, the cost, including shipping, will always be competitive manufacturing offshore, unfortunately, uh, because and we try to explain uh, to people that uh, even though prices of labor have gone up in mainland China, uh, compared to uh, those in the United States, it's still a complete win to do it out there. But I will re-emphasize be sure that you have a dependent, uh, dependent person in the U.S. and one in China. 
and we are open to our clients to travel to our office in China or to travel to the factories. Uh, point of uh, quality is again, there are external uh, quality control companies that we always suggest our clients to use if they have any uh, kind of uh, doubt about it. And the companies like SGS or Bureau Veritas, which are completely independent, it costs some money, but in some cases, uh, for example, we have a client who sells to HSN and to um, and to other online large uh, distributors, and those distributors demand a certificate of testing of all the components of the product we make for them. In that case, it's a lawn and garden product. So we take the product and we give it to Bureau Veritas. We get the um, we get the certification, and the customer can run with it. So these are the benefits of uh, working overseas. Uh, not only that, give you another idea or another thought. Uh, we have a client for whom we made a line of children plush toys. Children plush toys uh, will run through tests, very exhaustive tests of the uh, level of lead in the plush material and uh, flammability. And above all, it is what we call a pulling test. And the pulling test is a little machine that pull the eyes and the nose of the teddy bears, for example, to make sure that the child cannot pull them off with his teeth or fingers. So this is the extent of safety and security that is provided and offered in manufacturing overseas. Well, that's amazing because, you know, most people and even our producer was asking a really important question and, and we're hiring him to leave the radio show to yeah. come work for us because he's so intuitive to our industry right now, is, you know, how do these quality controls actually happen overseas, you know? How do they happen? Like, you have people on, on site, obviously, that do the quality controls, but also you're saying that it happens here back in the States as well. Well, let me, let me break it down to two uh, different issues. One oh. is the testing, and that uh, we will send, the fact you will send samples to the testing lab, which is independent. We have no control of, except for paying them the dues. The other one is our office in China controls the quality control and quality assurance during the production. And that happens from the moment the fabric arrives at the factory, from uh, the cutting in, in, in the case of the teddy bears, and into assembly, um, packing, shipping, and delivering to uh, to the um, uh, steamship company. So you know, this is this is a, a fascinating. Can you? We, we, unfortunately, we have to go to break uh, just for okay. a few minutes uh, to, for our sponsors to talk a little. So, can we talk about this as soon as we're back? Very good. All right. Thank we'll you. be right back we'll after, return a few after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. 
Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on TogiNet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. Well, we are back with Ellie Kaufman from Hero Sourcing, and you can find more about his business through going to herosourcing.com. Is that correct? Yep. yep. And, um, you know, Ellie has been um, an industry expert for quite some time. He is actually also in our expert pavilion as one of those people that you can contact if you have. Um, thoughts of producing overseas you know one of the things that we did not touch on which is an important element is that yes pricing is the the big issue but you know who dictates the pricing is the retailers you as an inventor can think okay i'm going to create a price point maybe look at your competitors and get a baseball park ballpark of, of how that price it should be set but the truth is at the end of the day um, retailers do kind of pull you away from your wholesale margin and you lose your margins if you're producing um, here in the United States. And it's a really a tough thing for inventors to, to understand. Right, Ali? Yeah, that's correct. Because um, first of all, let me just digress a moment. Not every product is uh, doable. And it is sometimes, uh, it's sometimes uh, heartbreaking for the inventor uh, to hear from me that we will not uh, work together. It can happen, and usually it happens when the idea of quantities, and again, quantity is very important. Um, on certain products, we had uh, uh, a client, a, a potential client, whose item was so complex and included so many uh, components, and the numbers were so small that no manufacturer in China was interested in, uh, in detaining them. So uh, in, terms of, in terms of costing, when we take a product or a project, we break it down very slowly and very, very pinpointedly. And we come back to the customer and say, this is the cost of each item. This is the cost for you uh, to manufacture the product. Now, 
Let me digress a moment to another issue that is very important, that the shipping, we take care of the logistics as well. Uh, and logistics is a very uh, wide subject. It takes me usually an hour to teach at the school, just the logistics part. But all of these things fall into the cost. So um, if the quantity is qualified, if the product is doable and not too much labor is involved, uh, we'll take it from there. We'll provide a very detailed quote. And the person in the U.S. knows exactly to the last penny uh, how much it's going to cost them to land the product in the warehouse. And from there on, they can calculate um, their wholesale and retail values. So, yeah, cost is very important. And But we, like I said, we uh, provide a very detailed quote on each and every stage of the uh, of the production from sample or even from prototype if one cannot be made in the United States. And we'll do the prototype in uh, mainland China. Um, and we provide, one thing we do, we provide each customer with our executive summary. So all the notes and all the details are upfront and clear to both sides involved in the, in the contract. That's fantastic. And can you go into some of, I, I, you have a, uh, uh, quite a few services, you know, within the manufacturing that you deal with. If somebody's, you know, looking for a particular service, do you want to just kind of reiterate, you know, really if somebody's looking for certain pieces, you know, you talked about logistics and, and taking care of that. And, and But if somebody's looking for kind of the big picture view, what are all of the services that you provide? Well, to begin with, we, we touched already on the on the uh, on the uh, development of the product and and uh, product development and uh, prototyping. Uh, we also offer services. For example, we have a client now who has a product that he used to buy in the United States. His business grew nicely over the past 12 months, and he needs much larger quantities for which he does not get the kind of price break offered in the United States. So uh, we just source the product for him. We don't manufacture it. We found the product, uh, and we will ship it directly to him, saving him about probably about 27% on what he would uh, pay here, including the shipping. Um, wow. Yeah, well, it, it depends on the product, again, because understand, um, companies here uh, who stock inventory of that type of product uh, have to pay for warehousing, have to pay for labor, have to pay for all the... Uh, social and, and federal and state taxes, uh, which makes the, the price uh, more expensive. Uh, when it comes out of China, it can afford it on ship. And it landed in Long Beach or in New York, and he has it within uh, probably about three weeks. Um, we offer uh, quality control. We are doing quality control job right now for a company for whom we do not manufacture. Uh, but they have a problem. They've got some merchandise shipped to them. Uh, we're not careful enough to have someone... Uh, look after the interest, and uh, uh, the shipment arrived with uh, quite a bit of, uh, of uh, what should I say, um, unsellable goods. Uh, they got they got uh, refunded by the manufacturer because they're quite a large company. But our office in China is now doing the quality control and quality assurance, visiting the manufacturer at every stage. Uh, there's a contract, obviously, and they visiting them. They take pictures, uh, they write reports, and they provide those reports to our clients. So in this case, by the time they get the merchandise this time, it will be uh, exactly what they wanted. So uh, sourcing, procuring, quality control. Uh, in some cases, we uh, just do research uh, for companies uh, on certain raw material that are used for the manufacturing of 
the certain products that the company gets, but they don't have their own person on the ground in China. So these are the services here in the United States. Obviously, uh, very often we do consulting. Uh, I do a lot of consulting where companies come to me and they say, is this something we can do in, in mainland China? And then I charge by the hour. Um, and that uh, is a good investment for that potential customer to make a decision whether to go to China or whether to even embark on that project that they are planning to embark on. Well, it seems like you, that your your whole setup and the functionality of what your business offers the inventor is at different stages of the game. The fact that you're pretty honest whether or not you can actually help them in terms of the manufacturing arm of it. And, and, and honesty is really a critical piece. A lot of inventors don't want to hear that. But of course, like you mentioned, the components sometimes get in the way of being marketable and being a value out to the retail. Sometimes they outprice themselves to what the consumers are willing to pay. So that's pretty impressive that you do offer these additional services. And so we, we just want to say thank you again so much for being on our radio show today, being a part of the Inventors Network, and really offering an amazing um, full circle, full rounded um, resource for these inventors. So thank you so much for that. We really appreciate I just, it. I just want to throw one more thing inside. Uh, oh, please. When it comes to consulting, we offer a 30-minute uh, uh, free consulting to qualify whether we will work with a, uh, with a customer or not. Um, and you're right. People have sometimes dreams and ideas about what they can get for a product that they make. Our role is to keep them at the lowest budget possible and prove to them whether that is a doable or not a doable. And last but not least, our interest lies with the success of our customers. If they are not successful, we are not successful. So we would, from the get-go, uh, enlighten the customer of what their chances are in terms of cost, quality, delivery time, custom. And we teach them about custom regulation as well because this is a... Uh, component that can sometimes make or break uh, a margin. So that is our place in the market, and we're open to anyone to give us a call or contact us at uh, www.herosourcing.com or go to our LinkedIn and look up Hero Enterprises on uh, LinkedIn where they can find some of our posting and article that I wrote uh, explaining a lot of what we have just discussed now in the past 30 minutes. Well, this has been fantastic, and we really appreciate your involvement in our network and your involvement in the community supporting the inventors. And so if there's anything more that um, anybody would like to know about um, getting their product to market and actually sourcing overseas, get in contact with Ellie. Um, he is definitely an industry expert who knows what he knows and can support you in your mission to retail. So thank you, Ellie. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Ellie. Well, thank you very much. And just bear in mind, this was just the tip of the what? The tip of the fork? The tip of what? The tip of the iceberg. <laughs> so, so the rest the rest of the iceberg uh, rests with me. So do call me, and I'm open to anyone to speak with. So thank you very much, both of you. Uh, and you, too, provide a tremendous service to the market, and I appreciate it very much.
Well, thank you so much. We, we, we hope our relationship will continue for years. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So what a full-rounded show today. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you always talk about having, like, that nervous energy at the beginning. <laughs> I think I'm right there with you trying to get the uh, the entire... Uh, she had the sweaty armpits, too, though? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I will say I'm beyond thrilled about our iKid show. There's so much buzz going on, and we're getting emails, and we got our first inventor as we launched yesterday. So they're coming in and then a lot and, who are interested and and you know excited to get on they just have to make sure they're available those two days so it's about planning it's like planning but this is like what a, not even a third of what it takes to plan to go to a big trade show oh it's my like, gosh you you're right your computer get how easy is that i want to look nice though because they can video with you and you want to be able to be prepared so you can't be you know in your pajamas so look presentable <laughs> But, uh, you know, that, that's about all you have to do. Take a shower, get in front of your computer, turn on your camera, and you're ready to go watch some TV till somebody calls you, chat a little, go in the social lounge, you know, easy peasy, no travel. You can just be relaxed in your home or your office and um, connect. That's right. You know what? That's all what it, you said, the magic word, connect, because that is the goal of the Inventors Network. And what we do every single day is connect inventors to people like Ellie and Tamara, who have amazing resources to support them in their, in their mission to get their products retail ready. And then we flip it around and have this exciting big event called the iKids Show, and we're going to be doing it hopefully every month for different industries, maybe even just one retailer, one day events that really can help drive your business to reach those retailers that you've been desperate to get to. And this way, nobody has to get on a plane. No one has to worry about weather. No one has to worry about, you know, leaving their kids behind. It's a desire to really get out there. So stay tuned. We're going to have another radio show next week. So listen in, everyone. Thank you. Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen return next week with more of the Innovation Divas. They really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with this audience. Contact the Divas for more information on how to sponsor or attend. Then join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard.